download a podcast and you can listen on the go. Listen to live streaming radio. Or download a podcast and you can listen on the go. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. It's going to be a rock and roll.
gonna make you do it's gonna make you think hey, fellas, yeah that's what I said you guys know who I'm talking to yeah you know who you're talking to evening radio
hustle here and I hustle there New York City is the place where the city be Take a walk on the wild side I said, hey, Joe, take a walk on the wild side Sugar Pump Fairy came and hit the streets Looking for soul food and a place to eat Went to the Apollo, you should have seen him go, go, go They said, hey sugar, take a walk on the wild side I said, hey babe, take a walk on the wild side All right Ha! Huh. Just speeding away Thought she was Jim Dean for a day Then I guess she had to crash Valium would have helped that fashion I said, hey babe, take a walk on the wild side I said, hey honey, take a walk on the wild side And the colored girls say Do, 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 do
Now when I talked to God, I knew he'd understand. He said, stick by me and I'm your guiding hand. But don't ask me what I think of you. I might not give the answer that you want me to.
Pat Albert, as he grew older, became very interested in motors, engines, and cars. And Fat Albert was that kid in the neighborhood who knew how to take anything apart. I mean, he could take a refrigerator apart, put it back together, and that kind of thing. And he loved that kind of work. <laughs> Fat Albert had a car. <laughs> in 1958, Fat Albert's father gave him the hull of a 41 Mercury. Albert loved it, man. It was the best present he ever had in his life. He never spent any money on soda pop, candy, or anything. Everything he had, every penny he had, he put in that car. Now, I'm sure all of you have a guy in your neighborhood like that when you were growing up. Some guy was always in there, man. We swore that's where Fat Albert would die, bent over in that car. <laughs> when Fat Albert was 19, Fat Albert had saved enough money to buy a new engine for the 41 Merc. And he went down to the graveyard, you know where they have these old cars. And he bought a Cessna airplane engine. <laughs> now I want to tell you that we in the neighborhood, there wasn't a car that could top. Fat Albert's car. <laughs> Albert's car had a sound of its own. I'll never forget the day he started it up. He said, here it is. And we all got in it, man. And we're sitting there waiting. And he started it up. He also put 400 pounds of sandbags in the trunk of his car so the front would raise up. And that old car would be leaning on his side, too, man. He was the only man drove on two wheels. Just the two on his side were on the ground. So we had to ride on the outside, holding on to the window to keep the car on the ground. And we'd be riding around the block, six of us hanging on that door, man. He could never make a right turn. Twice, I lost the seat of my pants. I love that car, man. We got more girls with that car because girls Love the sound of They love that. And especially ours. Man, that was the toughest car in the world. You pull up to a bus stop. And some girls say, I want to ride, I want to ride. Now my father had a 52 Chevy. It was the uncoolest sounding car in the world. My father's car went Now you compare You can't get no girl with no sound like that, man. 
Even if you pull up to a light and rev up, you say, Putin, Putin. <laughs> and I tried to get Dad to do, you know, Dad, come on. He said, I'm not interested in getting no girls. <laughs> so I used to put a hole in his muffler. And then it went <laughs> And Dad couldn't understand it. Oh, that's the fifth muffler I've had this month. I took my driver's test in Fat Albert's car. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sat up there, man. Was cool at 16 years old. So I'm sitting in the car, in Albert's car, you know, with the Cessna airplane in it, waiting for the state trooper. Pennsylvania state troopers are all 6'4". Big hat, sunglasses leather legs. <laughs> My name is Woodard, I'm a state trooper. I'm sure you're familiar with the Pennsylvania vehicle driving motor response of rules and regulations. I was very excited. Yes. <laughs> I tried, man. It was so embarrassing. I tried to come out with a yes, and it just went, yes. You know you took my heart And you broke it apart You know I fell in love, baby Oh, like a helpless toy But you took my love Threw it away You got one someday But bye-bye, baby Well, I thought your love Was so true
All right, you will start the car up and follow my directions. This thing's got a clutch on it. I hate the clutch, man. Now, easy on the clutch and easy on the gas, and you come out slowly, let up off of the clutch and down on the gas and move out. Okay, let's go. I think you flooded it. How come? Well, there's gas shooting over your left shoulder. No, it always does that. Trooper sitting in the car. <laughs> what is this, an airplane engine?
didn't care. She said, did you do your homework? Yes, ma'am. When? Coming home. <laughs> Mothers don't want to be bothered with that extra stuff, man. They just say, good, he did it. Now, that's all. You know, they don't go to study the paper or nothing like that. Come back to school the next day. Now, you know you haven't done your homework. However, the savior is Ronald. Ronald always did his homework. And we waited for Ronald. <laughs> come here, Ronald. No, 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 come over here. What's the answer to him? And everybody write down the answers. 40 guys in the class. There were 22 papers came back with Ronald's name on them. <laughs> I was the only smart one. I used to even give myself a couple of wrong answers from Ronald's thing. Now, because I am not doing my homework, and my teachers keep saying to me, you know, you're a very bright boy. You're very bright, William, and it's a shame what you're doing. You're not doing your homework, and a boy like you should be doing homework. You should, should be proud of yourself, should be proud of your neighborhood, should be proud of your mother and father. Have them proud of you, man with your intelligence doing nothing. Therefore, we're going to put you in the slow class. <laughs> so, man, that was really a put-down, though, man. But I kind of dug it, because the slow class, I've noticed, all them dudes in the slow class have a lot of fun. And they don't ever do no work, man. All the cats in the slow class, you see the class always going by your room when you're working. Hey, we're going to ball game! Hey! <laughs> Uh -huh. Dragging its slick tail uh -huh. through the muddy water. Uh -huh. 
plucking his banjo, dragging his slick tail. See that muskrat Sally Ann, shake that little foot Sally Sally, shake that little foot Sally Ann, shake that little foot Sally Sally, shake that little foot Sally Ann. I will shake Sally Sally, shake Sally Ann, shake Sally Sally, shake.
salesman talking to me, trying to run me up a creek so you can buy gold, try it, you can pay me next week. Too much monkey business. Too much monkey business. Too much monkey business for me to be involved in. Pay phone, something wrong, dime gone, wheel me order, sue the operator for telling me a tale. Too much monkey business. I too much monkey business I too much monkey business for me to be involved in To Vietnam, been a fighting in the war. Army bark, army chow, army clothes, army car. Uh-uh. Too much monkey business. Too much monkey business. Too much monkey business for me to be involved in. I'm working in the filling station. Too many tasks. Wipe the window, check the tires, check the oil, dollar gas. Too much monkey business. Too much monkey business. Too much monkey business for me to be involved in. Blonde hair, good looking, trying to get me hooked for me to marry, get a home and settle down and write a book. You know, kids in slow class, they're always treating them like they're gonna die next year. So. Too much monkey business. Too much monkey business. Too much monkey business for me to be involved in. Some strange disease, man. You gotta show them all these things. Oh, we're going away tonight. Hey! So I got in that class. All the dudes in my neighborhood are in that class, man. So it's like homecoming. Oh! Cars is here. And the beautiful thing about being in slow class is that they give you a slow teacher. <laughs> so, and they're in slow class singing. Boo doo doo dee doo. Good night, my darling. And the teacher's going, I got the high part. I got the high part. <laughs> but the trick of the whole thing, which I did not enjoy, was the fact that they gave me a note. You take this note, and you give it to your father, and he will come into school tomorrow, and we will explain to him why you're in slow class. Well, uh, my, my father, my... My, fa my father don't particularly uh, care. <laughs> you will bring your father in. I I'm telling you right now, my father don't want to come into school. Uh, as a matter of fact, he he'll probably beat you up. Young man, bring your father in. No, my father, my, my father come in here and kill you, man. <laughs> Because, um, see, he don't dig coming out of work. And Dad always, that's one thing he always said, don't let me have to come out of work. And he'll come in here and beat, you, and beat all this whole school up. <laughs> he'll kill everybody in this school. Yeah, I am, and I'm back again. I'm going to mash potatoes. I'm going to start by going to New York City with the number one. I'm going to Buffalo. Going 
train down the road is gonna stop at Cleveland, Ohio. Gonna go to your next door neighbor. I'm gonna mash potatoes in Detroit too. I'm gonna swing right on down the freeway. Doing the mashed potatoes gonna stop at Chicago. St. Louis, Missouri Going way over on the other side And stop in Memphis, Tennessee While I'm in the neighborhood I'm gonna stop in Nashville, too My old good old place Where everybody's having a mighty good time In Charlotte, North Carolina Leave our mashed potatoes where the cowboys stay. Of course, you know I'm talking about Dallas, Texas. And I want you to know I got Houston, Texas on my mind. Ow! Now, I've been to these places I come. And I miss your town. I just want you to know I'm coming to Cause I'm mashed potato bun Miami, Florida Jacksonville, too Columbia, South Carolina, too Ow! And Norfolk, Virginia, too San Francisco I mashed potatoes at the World Fair in Seattle, Washington Virginia, I'm gonna fool you, now I'm going to my old hometown, I'm going to Augusta, Georgia, L-A-G-U-S-T-A. Flat Black Plastic Muni Radio. Dot FM.
like rent a father, you know, some, some wino that you could get straightened up. <laughs> yes, I'm his father, and it's wonderful that he's gonna be in slow class, and, uh, and uh, I beg your pardon, I'm uh, happy that he's in slow class, and uh, I'll see you tomorrow. You, where, where do I sign? With 16 cents for the drink, you promised me, so, you know. Rent a father wino agency, if they had one. So now I come home, and I gotta tell my dad that he's gotta come. Now, all parents do know one thing. Although they're not that concerned with school, they do know that when they have to come to school, something's wrong. So I give my father the notice. Why don't you come to school tomorrow? Come here. <laughs> and what the hell is this for? Right away, I know I'm in trouble, man. <laughs> my father don't start out with, my goodness, uh, are you having a problem, sir? <laughs> what is this? Read that to me. <laughs> Dear parent, I know that. Get to the, get to the part. Get to the part about where I have to come in to see some Mr. Mr. Freiburger or somebody. What what the hell is all this about? Uh, I don't, Dad. I don't. I don't. I don't know what it's about because, um, see, what happened was I was in class reading, you know, <laughs> and so uh, the teacher called me a name. Did what? He called me a name, and and he called you one too. He said that, uh, and that goes for your father too. What? Well, well, what did you say? I I told him that you was a good man, that you worked hard to put food in my mouth and clothes on my back. And the, and the man told me, he says, that, that uh, you wasn't nothing. Cause you worked down at the city dump. What time am I supposed to be there? Well, he said if you would write a note and just say that you ain't coming, that he would, he would accept that. 
No, I'm coming to school tomorrow. No, Dad, I, don't come to school tomorrow. Just give me a note. I'll rip his arm off. <laughs> Call my son a name. I'll kill him right now. <laughs> Fool with me, because I work on the down the city dump. I'll kill the man for that. Man, I'm trying to talk to you, Dad. The man just said, write a note. That's all you have to do. I'm not writing no note. Where's your mother? She's standing right there. Do <laughs> you hear what that man called me? I haven't heard him say anything, Bill. Well, he did. You heard Junior. The man called Junior name and called me a name, too. I'll kill the man tomorrow. Now my father gets dressed, man. I'm in trouble. I don't know how I'm gonna get out. Jesus, keep me by the cross. Oh, my soul shall follow. I'm making out a will and thought I would have my wagon. Easier to pull the trigger and play guitar. Easier to destroy than to create. I killed the woman I love. You ruined my life. What is your opinion of war protesters? And would you today refuse to draft it? Honey, I just I just seem to keep my own personal views about that to myself. I'm, I'm, I'm just an entertainer, and I, I'd really not say. You think other entertainers should also keep their views to themselves? No. Are you satisfied with the image you've established? Well, the image is one thing, and a human being is another, you know. How close is the image to the man? It's, it, it, it's very hard to live up to an image, put it that way. What about your image as a shy, humble country boy? 
Oh, I don't know what makes them think that. I, you know, gold belts and. Then again, too few to mention. I did what I had to do, and so it through without exemption. I planned each charted course, each careful step along the byway. Gates that I promised to Rudy, but I ain't talking to him. Now Dad comes to school, man, and I know the ceiling's gonna fall, but I got one last hope. The teacher being there, maybe my dad won't hurt me. Uh, this is the man here? Yes, that's my dude. Now let me, let me ask you something. Mr. Cosby, uh, your son is a very bright boy, but William will not work. Say what? William will not work. He will not work. We've asked him to do homework. He does not do homework. He has a chance to become perhaps a doctor, a lawyer, something very fine. We realize that you work very hard to give this boy clothes and food on his back and things of that nature, and yet you still... <laughs> I did all that, and may I say, not in a shy way, oh no, no, me, I did it my way.
What do you say when I say, are you somebody? Lynn Collins, Miss Collins, are you somebody? Yeah. 
like a dream to me that somehow came true and I know tomorrow will still be the same cause we've got a life of love that won't ever change and smile 
when I look at you Something I can't explain Just the things that you do And if you get lonely Phone me and take A second to give to me That magic you make And every day Love me your own special way Melt all my heart away With a smile Take time to tell me
which the two big birds had built her nest. He stooped low in the bushes and pulled his blanket over his back. He tried to look as small as possible so that the parent birds would, would think it was some small animal walking around the rock. His bow and arrow were carefully concealed under one arm where they could not be seen. He knew that the only way he could ever reach the top of the high peak was to be carried there by one of the big birds. He was aware that they hunted far and wide for small animals to carry to the two young birds who were in the nest on top of the rock. He also knew that these animals were carried high in the air and then dropped beside the nest onto the hard rock. He too would be dropped, but he carried a prayer bundle in each hand, and so he would fall slowly and not be hurt by the fall. He also carried a woven bag of brown medicine, which he would spill on the rock to look like blood. From the air, the parent bird would think that everything had happened as usual. He had walked only a short distance when he heard the sound of wings and felt himself being picked up and carried high in the air. This was exactly as he had planned to be taken to the top. As the bird flew higher and higher, older brother had a prayer bundle in each hand and his bow and arrow tucked under his arm with a sack of dark medicine. Soon he felt the claws release their hold and he fell. It was Thanks to the medicine bundles, he landed lightly and safely. Quickly, he opened a bag of dark medicine and poured it out on the rock near where he was standing. It was thin and the rock was warm, so it quickly spread in all directions. Older brother laid aside his blanket and started walking toward the nest from which the little birds were watching with fear in their eyes. One little bird called to his parent, Come back! Come back! we 